0: This is a SJC radio production.
1: Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much.
0: This is Pit Stop with Mr. Bird on SJC Radio. Welcome
1: to episode three, series one of Pit Stop, joined by the regular pit crew, Joe and Ed. Good evening, gentlemen.
2: Good evening. Yeah, good evening, Sir and Ed.
1: Very good. Um, let's start off. We got some news about our. Listeners, both to our station and our podcast, Ed, you want to go yeah. first? So away?
3: this week we realised we had a 291% increase in our listeners from last week, um, with two perhaps more noticeable listeners coming in from Indonesia and Mexico. Wow! So we are now.
1: That's impressive. If this was, if uh, pit stop was a race, a race series, we could say it was an intercontinental race
3: series. You could.
1: Fantastic. Right. Okay, Ed, so what's first on the agenda?
3: So we're going to have some race reports first. Um,
1: Well, as as I said the other day, uh, I wasn't going to watch Grand Prix. I didn't watch any of it. I didn't even watch the six-minute highlights on YouTube. But I know the results, and I'm pretty quite smug because I not saying I got it exactly right. I got the right drivers, but but not necessarily in the right order. What was the actual race result,
0: Joe? So the race result, won by Valtteri Bottas. Uh,
1: I've got a feeling that Ed, you predicted Bottas. Yeah, I did
0: predict that. Well done, And second was uh, Max Verstappen, who I predicted the win. Yeah. Uh, Just to be different. (laughs) Yeah. And then P3 was Lewis Hamilton. Okay. Rather Uh, controversial with Lewis Hamilton's P3. And why is that? Uh, he was given two five-second time penalties mm-hmm. from a false uh, practice start. There was a sectioned area yes. in the part of Sochi, yeah. Um sectioned area in a mm. part of Sochi, where this is the place, the FIA only, says, the only place, the you only place where you can practice yeah. starts. He practiced
1: one for somewhere else, is that right? He, yeah, yeah, he practiced somewhere else. He radioed to his yeah.
0: Mercedes team mm. saying it's all rubbered out here where people have Mm. practised stuff there. It's not, it's unrealistic. Can I go on further down the road or do it slightly earlier um, and do it here? Mercedes team then said, yes, of course, you can do that. So
1: this this was done, was this done in a free practice session or qualifying? Uh, It was
3: before the race, I think. Yeah, it was was before the race. And he received, um, for each of his penalties, he received a um, one penalty point to go onto a super license, now right. these so, so you, you these should...
0: were taken these points were taken away yeah. after this radio mes- message mm. from Hamilton mm. to mm. Mercedes uh, as as the shift the blame was shifted yeah. from Hamilton yeah. over to Mercedes because it's Hamilton true. has just said yeah. Yeah. can yeah. I That's do fair. this and Mercedes have said yes so now it's yeah. seen as no longer Hamilton's fault so those yeah. two points have been taken off. Yeah.
3: It's and, now Mercedes' fault. And if you get 12 penalty points from your super licence, you get a one-race ban.
1: So, during the race, did he have a time penalty? Or? He did, yeah. Yes. Just stop, stop penalty um, in, um, the, um, in pit stop. And what, what was that for? What was that for? For those. For the, for um,
0: that, oh, it took a while for the stewards to decide how long.
1: Oh, I see. Uh, so, he still got still punished well. then. Yes.
0: yes. And, okay, so yes. had two he not... Two five-second time penalties, so a 10-second
1: time penalty. Had he not received those two penalties, do you think he would have won? No. Hard to oh, say. Okay
0: hard to say. He was on an alternate strategy that did look yeah. amazing. He was not great pace for okay. what you're used to Hamilton. But would he have got a podium? Definitely. What due, he, due just to to did, the he did podium. He, yeah. He did podium. It would, I mean, sorry, would, would he have came P2? I'd assume so. Yeah. But
3: yeah. he was
0: on an alternate strategy right. and Bottas' pace was was. Okay. Can I, can I
1: pick up Ed? Ed? What was your prediction? You said Bottas for the win. You got I said that. Bottas Who?
3: for the win. Yeah. I think I said Hamilton P two, yeah. and then
1: Verstappen yeah. P three. So, so, so both of us got the top three. Not I have the to exact say, Ed was, was closer. closer. If,
3: it if it
1: wasn't for that um,
0: particular te- time penalty, yes. Ed would have got that spot on. I'd say it
1: would have been right. Bottas. So, Hamilton, Ed Verstappen. is top of the predictions. So top of far. the F one predictions. Anyway, yeah. now was it a good race? Uh, Sochi tends to produce terrible races. They tend to be very processional what was it exciting? Was there any overtaking for
3: once? Lap one? I would, Ed, say, Ed, one. Ed, oh. I would say that the first lap was quite exciting. There mm-hmm. was a bit of carnage going to turn Stroll,
0: two. Stroll uh, and with... Sainz, both out uh, from turn and, two. Okay. Um, safety car. I rubbed my hands together thinking, again. is this the first Russian Grand Prix that's going to be exciting? Mm-hmm. Other than lap one, it's pretty mundane. Yeah. As we thought it would and be. And
3: Sainz's crash... Um, could have been turn avoided. Two was it's quite comical, really, because he's gone deep into turn two, mm. and then um, there's the escape on room. the exit there's mm. a little gap that you have to go through. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah. And he's he's gone in a bit quite quickly, mm. and he hasn't been able to turn. He's just gone straight into mm. the barrier. Lost his
1: left <laughs> front. Oh, wing yeah.
3: yeah. so
1: apart from, from the first lap, not not a lot happens. Yeah. So pretty much as expected. I saw, I saw a meme
0: was, uh, on the internet that Ed Ed sent me, just a, a little. Memento here essentially, yeah. Uh, and it was, um, sites has got a master plan, sites making rookie mistakes, hoping Ferrari will cancel his contracts.
1: <laughs> like that. That's very good, yes.
0: Now, that's a great way to end off. I like that. Report.
1: I like, well, uh, that's another race to report on. Uh, MotoGP, this is obviously my area of speciality. Uh, oh gosh, I'm almost embarrassed to say what my prediction was. I said Bagnaia to win, he didn't feature at all. He didn't even make it into Q2. He did finish sixth, but that was disappointing. Uh, Quattororo has finally decided he wants to win the championship, and he won. That's his third win of the season, having won the first two races. He's been on a bit of a drought since. Uh, He's now leading the championship. i tell you what, had the race lasted one more lap, uh, then he wouldn't have won. Uh, Juan Mir would have taken the win. Um, he's he's always got a good late race pace he looks after his tyres he always comes through at the end given one more lap even Cottoirro said I wouldn't have won the race so it was it was a lot of interest there Um, it was funny seeing no spectators again after Misano where we had 10,000 which was fantastic so it was odd seeing empty grandstands and it was also odd the weather was unseasonally cold and overcast and and a bit like a sort of uh, typical um English day, really. Yeah. So uh, Not great. Well, the conditions weren't great, but the race was very interesting. That probably concludes, I think, our race reports of the week. Uh, moving on,
3: uh, Ed? We have some news from the paddock now.
1: Oh, news from the paddock. Yeah. And now, Ed, you are going to start off. Over to you, Ed.
3: So I'll start off um, with some news, I think, came from throwing, uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. The F2 drivers in the Ferrari Driver Academy, uh, Mick Schumacher, yeah. Callum are both going to be featured in FP1 Ooh. at um, the Eiffel GP. Really? Or Yeah, Ooh. Schumacher for Alfa Romeo and Islet for Haas.
1: There's no doubt in my opinion, I think we might have said this before, um, Mickey Schumacher is going to be in F1 sooner rather than
3: later. Isn't yeah, it? I think when, when Räikkönen retires
1: which I would be this year.
3: Schumacher it, will get that suit.
1: I, mean, I mean, in all fairness, I mean, for, for Raikkonen, Formula One is just a hobby, isn't it? Yes,
3: it's completely. That time he stepped aside. He's admitted it. As well, yes, yes, yeah,
1: yeah. You said it's a hobby.
0: But he's still, still up there with the pace. He made a few overtakes on, in we Sochi. Did? Sometimes you do feel... Mind you, actually, yeah. he does feel... He makes that known through the radio as well. Yeah. Uh, he's held up by the car. He's, yeah. He feels like he should I mean, still be in a mail.
1: They rarely get out of Q1, do they? The yeah. straight line's been in for male's. Fantastic. but not Cornering so good. Ed, now you've got some quite exciting MotoGP news, which is actually used to me as well. I asked yes, that.
3: so I think a few hours ago, yeah. we've come through some MotoGP news um, that Martin and Zarco are both confirmed at Primac for 2021.
1: Primac Ducati, let's think Primack about Ducati. this. So that means, I think you're right in saying that the current Primac Ducati riders, banyaya and... Miller, I'm pretty sure those two have taken the. have got the factory seats for next year, uh, so we've got Zarko has been an absolute revelation on the uh, Avintia Ducati. This is the Avintia team is the third string team. I mean, it should be it's normally back at the grid, but Zarko put it on Poland in, in uh, the Czech Republic, so he's done miracles on that bike. Jorge Martin, he's current Moto Two, uh, a bit of a rising star. That's quite an exciting lineup, Primacra, top top team. Was there some other MotoGP news? I think something about Rossi. You were saying this yeah. is actually um, this Valentino, is very big news. Actually, what is it?
3: Yeah, so Valentino Rossi, who races for Yamaha at the moment, I the,
1: think the, he races for the factory team. That's yeah, right. Yeah,
3: factory team is um, moving to Petronas. He is for the next year.
1: He is. So Petronas are. Well, I see. It's unfair to call them the second-string Yamaha team because actually they're, they're leading the championship. There's been a swap there. Basically, Quattararo, championship leader on the Petronas Yamaha, he's he's now on the factory Yamaha next year. Rossi has moved sideways to the Petronas team, which is great news. I don't think why it is good news because it would have been a great shame for for Rossi to have retired this year mm. when, when there's been no spectators. Yeah. So so next year, hopefully, there'll be you know 100,000 people or so at each race. And I've been to the Czech Republic uh, where there's been about 90,000 spectators there. About 70,000 of those are Rossi spectators, you know, wearing their yellow T-shirts and their their yellow caps. The atmosphere at MotoGPs, especially on the continent, is is absolutely amazing, mainly because of Valentino Rossi. When he retires, which won't be long, it'll be a tremendous blow for the sport. So thank goodness Mm -hmm. he's racing next year and thank goodness he'll be riding once more in front of large crowds. Right, I think that concludes, I think that does conclude the new the paddock. Yeah, from F1. Uh, We've got quite an exciting feature next. Ed, what is that?
3: Um, well, before that, we have another round of Test the Teacher. Oh, my
1: apologies. Test the Teacher. Right, I'm, I'm slightly apprehensive now because we're uh, getting this slightly radical here. I think Ed's going to ask me to choose a number. So this is completely random. The question might be impossible. Ed, what numbers do I have to choose from?
3: 1 and 15. And what's the category? Uh, F1 World Championship, 1981 to 1990.
1: Between one and fifteen.
3: Between one and fifteen. Let's go for
1: number ten. What's the question?
3: Which Renault driver won the 1982 French GP against team orders?
1: Well, funny enough, I, <laughs> I know the answer to this. The answer to that is René Arnoux. Uh, let me explain. In fact, it was a Renault 1-2. It was Arnoux first, Prost second. Renault wanted Prost to win because. He was higher up in the championship than, than Arnoux. And I remember it well. They held out the pit board. In those days, no pit to car radio. Much yep. better without pit to car radio. And they held out the old um, the board saying, Prost 1, Arnoux 2. And quite rightly, he ignored that. There was a Frenchman, René Arnoux, leading... Uh, his home Grand Prix, French. so he completely ignored Even the French, French team. team. For a team. Yeah. he completely ignored the instructions, uh, and I think um, that's probably the end of their relationship. The following year, eighty-three, Arnoux moved to Ferrari. I remember that well.
3: Okay. Do you want another one, sir? Okay. Are
1: we doing what's the category?
3: So we have some. another sports car question now. Another. Uh, well, this, is, this is a
1: new category, isn't it? Yeah, a new category. I'm going to attempt. No I'm going to attempt mm-hmm. answering a sports car question. Okay, so numbers again, it's between 1 and 15, and 15. I'm going to go for, let's go for number 8.
3: With which British driver did he share the winning Ferrari?
1: Uh, that's a difficult question, Ed. I don't really know the answer, but I think I know the Ferrari driver, so I'm going to have to say, was he the team manager?
3: Uh, he was.
1: Brilliant. Uh, I'm going to quit whilst I'm ahead. Although, Joe, do you have a question?
0: Don't go quitting too early, sir. Yeah.
1: I have got one more question for
0: you. Oh, dear. Okay, what is it? what F1 driver or which F1 driver yes.
1: has raced for Renault, McLaren and Haas that's actually quite a difficult question I'm not really good at modern day F1 obviously 80s F1 is my uh, specialist subject not many drivers have raced for Haas um, think, of the, yeah, if you think of the current drivers um, we can rule out Grosjean because uh, Grosjean never raced for McLaren um, who's the other current Haas driver?
3: Well, it was Esteban Gutierrez.
1: Gutierrez never raced for Renault for a start. And that leaves Magnussen. Magnussen definitely drove for McLaren at least in one race. He raced in Australia a few years ago for McLaren. Uh, he's the current Haas driver and he did race for Renault. Am I right? Yes. You are not wrong. Right. Yes. Very good. Right. That, that's enough Enough questions, please. Let's move on. We can now quit, sir. We can now quit. Quit whilst you're ahead. Ed, what's next?
3: So now we have an interview
1: Mitch. Well, this is exciting. This is a first uh, for Pitstop. We have an interview with a, which you believe, a genuine race driver. It's our very own Mitch. Good evening, Mitch.
2: Good evening. So, Mitch, tell us uh, which series you are racing in. Um, I'm currently running in the BRSCC Fiesta Junior Championship. Wow.
1: Now, I understand you had your first race uh, two weeks ago. Um I suggested that your aim should be to finish both races how did it go? Well I achieved that I did manage Good. to
2: finish Good. and um, I did sort of set myself a slightly ambitious objective of beating somebody yeah um, and I achieved that in both qualifying and both races really so I my yeah I beat became 13th in qualifying so that's third last so that was a lot better than I was yeah. expecting. Because
1: I said to you, I expected you to qualify last. That's what I
2: expected. Yeah, and that's what we expected yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, me and the team, we thought, mm. just get around. Yeah. That's the yeah. base level. Yeah. But yeah, as the weekend progressed, we just kept getting faster and faster and more comfortable with the car. Apart from uh, first practice where it was slightly damp, mm. uh, it was so we just kept getting quicker. And kept getting ahead of more and more people.
1: Now, this obviously, this is your that was your first ever race. What about your competitors? Did they have a lot more experience? Do they have a lot more experience uh, than you uh, of racing?
2: Yeah, so there was one other that hadn't done anything, much like me, but he'd done a lot more testing. Uh, Others had raced ovals, carts. We had British karting champions there, and the guy who was winning everything. Raced in it last year and was yeah. winning everything towards the end of last wow. year. He hasn't lost a race in the Fiestas really? since uh, probably summer break last year. Gosh. So wow. he's well top of the lead.
1: Yeah.
2: Wow. Okay. So what was your highlight of the weekend? Highlight was probably race one in general was amazing because me and the, that other guy said, Alex, um, we were 13th and 14th for the whole race and we were just battling non-stop. There was one point where we sort of broke and caught the next guy but then straight back at it and I think towards the end of that race it was probably 10 minutes gone mm. so the final third of the race uh, coming into Cops turn one uh, he he missed a gear he went he went down one more than he should and he went slightly wide yeah. and I did a full send down the inside Standing. into the fastest corner of wow. the track.
1: Yes, Cops not being an easy place to overtake
2: no. so uh, it takes a bit of courage there. Fantastic. Uh, so when is your next race? Uh, next race is the 17th and 18th of October at Donington Park. Excellent. And have you done any testing at Donington Park before? No, nothing at Donington. Um we don't plan to actually yeah. beforehand because of COVID. They're not as running as many right. junior sessions. It's hard to get testing. Yeah. So it's basically just simulator work, yeah. track walk on the Friday, and just hope right. for the best. On it's
1: a nice circuit, isn't it? The, 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 the crane of curves, I imagine, will
2: be quite exciting. Yes, especially in a car that's rear end just doesn't exist and yeah. it's like an ice skating ring. So. <laughs> Yeah, the, the objective, I think, for everybody will be not to roll it down there because yes. it'll be I imagine really that could be easy. quite an easy thing to do. Yeah. You just lose the rear end, the car will grip up and it yeah. will just barrel roll yeah. all the way down the hill. Uh, we had someone roll it at preseason season really? Croft. Pre-season uh, testing? Pre-season testing. Yeah. Briony, she rolled it um, going through the chicane at Croft yeah. and pulled straight out of the, the grass. The cars always so safe these days and she, she used to do overalls, so she said it was the most comfortable race role she'd ever had <laughs> really? so yeah the cars are great it, it's not really a major problem but obviously
1: it's money but of and, course and absolutely it's not a cheap sport is it now here's a really good question what is your aim for the next
2: meeting Um, the aim is I think just the same again finish particularly a much bigger circuit yeah. Silverstone National was quite easy there's, there's four corners it's not yeah, that's a, a good major point. issue yeah. Donington, much bigger track, much more complex, much more flowing as well. Uh, I don't expect too much of the weekend. I was fighting quite well at Silverstone, but it's a lot harder to do. So
1: you you could argue that actually um, this weekend, your next race meeting is going to be more challenging bizarrely enough than your first race
2: meeting. Yes, because although the car, I'm more comfortable with the car, the track is... Insanely difficult. Yeah. I mean that elevation change is massive at Donington. It is, yeah. and the height it is technically it's a medium speed track, so mm. it's the and most of the elevation changes are on the higher speed parts of yeah. the track. Uh, as you said, the craning curves dropping down, dropping down there is going to be quite an experience to yeah. start with, and just keeping it on the track has got to be priority. So you
1: you'd be expecting to qualify.
2: At the back. At the back.
1: That'll be your expectation. Anything yeah. Better than that would be. Yeah. Terrific. I think
2: I hope um, to be uh, brownie like I did yeah. uh, at Silverstone, uh, purely because I think I can. I yeah. think I have that speed, and I think coming into next weekend uh, for Silverstone, we just got the car squared away as it wasn't a craft. Yeah. Um, and just got it squared away, all set up, so I could learn track, learn the car. Mm just race whereas going into Donington there is a possibility we can look at setup changes right. and making the car fit the track rather okay. than okay. Silverstone was just getting through it so yeah. the car was set up to yeah. get through it. Yeah. So if we can change a few things going into Donington we might yeah. and through the weekend as well adjust it. We've also got more sets of tires at Donington cuz although we can purchase less I didn't use many at Silverstone. Yeah. yeah. So we've got a nice set of tires. We've got the options to work with the car. Mm um and we learned a lot so it
1: uh, of course <laughs> the weather's changed now i mean what yeah. about if it was wet would that be how would you feel about that
2: if it was, if it was, if wet? It was wet it would be um interesting I budget-wise guess. it'd be a disaster because then we'd have to buy four wet tires oh right okay, because we run we run track day so if it was damp we'd get away with it like yeah. it was at Silverstone. but if it's intermediate wet we uh, need full wet and you would you purchase the tires at the circuit yeah you we purchased them at the circuit from MRS. Right. um so we get them we do a few setup adjustments and stuff but Donington in the wet is notoriously dangerous yeah. um I've seen so many accidents there mm. but I think the the fiestas are quite nice in a way that they just come back to you straight away mm. so if you do get a slide on that I Lap two, practice one at Silverstone, I got completely crossed up. Really? Like full anti-lock going into Brooklands. Brooklands so yeah. and that's that left-hand straight, yeah. a nice corner, yeah. So I turned in, and there was just no rear end grip yeah. because the tyres were frozen. I, yeah. I hadn't warmed them up fully, yeah. and it was just straight wow. off. But you can literally just put a little bit of opposite lock on, it, then straighten out, floor it, front wheel drive just comes straight back. So right. it's not so much the control, but I think. The other drivers are very gun ho yeah. and they will just send it into every corner yeah. no matter what. So it's more a case of avoiding all their accidents, yeah. and in the wet that that danger of them having a crash is multiplied by Absolutely. tenfold. So Absolutely. it's avoiding that. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, I wish you the best of luck for Donington, and you'll come back into the studio and tell us yes. what Yes, yes, I will. Look forward to that. Brilliant, Mitch. Thank, Thank you very much. You so much. Thank you.
3: We now move on to what's your favorite
1: and what's the topic this week
3: ed the topic for this week is what who, who's your favorite driver Ooh, i'm going to go last uh, ed wants to I'm, go first i'm happy to go first yeah okay, so off you go. my favorite driver as I'm a mclaren fan is lando norris Ooh. Good. um I, I think he's i think he's a brilliant guy he's just very funny yeah. he's a talented driver um, He certainly is i think he's I've watched some of his Twitch streams, and he's obviously got quite a lot of inside jokes, which is always very entertaining. He's quite
1: intelligent, quite articulate, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So he went to Milford. Yeah, I did not know that. Sort of... You went to Milford? He really? Did. Gosh, yes. yeah. can I just say, about three or four years ago, maybe it was four years ago, I saw Lando Norris racing Formula Renault, <laughs> sort of the, 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 the sort, of, yeah. sort of minor formula. Uh, it was at the Red Bull Ring, actually, oh, yeah. and uh, he won. It was, of course. Yeah, it well. it Do you like, remember
0: the name then? Of Lando. Uh, Lando.
1: Yes, yes, it's quite, so quite distinctive. Fun, Funny enough, when I was at the Red Bull ring, I had a text from my brother saying uh, watch out for Lando Norris, because another friend of ours who we we're at school with, he texted my brother saying, you know, Lando Norris is, is a bit of a superstar. Mm. And so he said, Look, watch out for Lando and of course he won the race. So excellent choice. Um Joe, who's your favourite driver? For me, I've got a tie. Oh okay. Uh I love George Russell. I can make a joke there. Sure. It's not, um, it's not Elbon, is it? Oh come well, um, on, that, that was quite good.
0: Here's a time. Oh, it was a groan, Maybe okay, someone okay, will yeah. laugh down the radio, but that certainly
1: was, not us. I still. thought that was quite good. Carry on. then. <laughs> um, it
0: was for me George Russell and Esteban Ocon. I think Esteban Ocon. Hold on, is, Esteban,
1: he keeps on Esteban. crashing into you on your on your on your video Esteban. game. I
0: like I like him in real life. Yeah. I don't like his virtual self. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, okay. I think he's thoroughly underrated. Um, I really love his helmet. I think his helmet's pretty good. Um,
1: yeah, helmet colours might be a topic for a future. What's your favourite? Possibly. Um,
0: and I don't know. I just think he's, he's, he's quite humble. It's quite this a nice is, type of aspect. He's okay. And what about George Russell's a nice chap, isn't he? George Russell is yeah. just really nice. Yeah. Kingsley, uh, yeah. really down to earth. Yeah. If you not went into him in the street, you wouldn't think he was an F1 driver. No, he's a, yeah. he's a regular. Really guy, nice. Considering he races for Williams, yeah. Uh, I'd also yeah. like the idea that if he wasn't in that Williams car, mm. what would he be doing? How well would he be doing? Oh, I, I'd assume... Put Williams him in a top... Well. well, bearing in mind, actually, he's if we, go back, state, young if we go
1: back to Formula 3, um, he beat Landon Norris.
3: And an F2. In, in and in F2.
1: He won F2. Well,
3: there we go. Beating so, Landon
1: as well. So, so he put him in a top car, he would be right up there. Yeah. Also, so, uh, something like that
0: is... Uh, uh, he's also humble. I like, yeah. the, I like the humbleness. Yeah. Especially nice. with people that are so lofty yeah. heights. Yeah. He comes
1: across very well. And he's me? a
0: Mercedes young driver. And I'm really, really excited yeah. to see he might. what he's going to be like when Hamilton well, he's or the Bottas move leave. on. He's, he's, a he's,
1: he? next, he's a shoe-in, He's a shoe-in, surely.
0: He's the next best. Excellent. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what yeah. he looks like in a Mercedes car.
1: Now, I'm sure happened, finally, yeah. yes?
0: Mr. Bird, what is your answer? I
1: don't have a current favourite driver, yeah. but if I go back many years to maybe when I was your age, uh, my favourite driver was Derek Warwick, British driver, uh, and he raced uh, for the Tolman team uh, in 1983, so I was a big fan of uh, Derek Warwick. I can remember watching the 1983 Monaco Grand Prix, no, the, the Tolman were pretty much back of the grid sort of uh, car. Uh, and he was running fourth uh, in Monaco and he was fighting with Mark Schurer. And I was very excited about this, <laughs> probably the first time, maybe it would have been the first time. He, he was about to score you know, World Championship points, I think probably it was the first time. And they end up crashing at saint And I remember then running upstairs to my bedroom and being very, very unhappy about it. <laughs> I might have even shed a tear. I might oh, have done wow. that, yeah. Oh, so I remember, I remember that well. So, you know, <laughs> that's a bit as I said, well, I don't care now, do I? Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> why my 14 year old self was upset about that. Yes. Right, it's okay, bad. I think we'll to move on, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's too embarrassing. What now, have we got
3: next? It's time for Mrs. Fleming's A to Z of Motorsport. Brilliant. And what's
1: the letter today? B. B. I'm going to go last again. Go first first Joe's going to go first?
0: I think, no. sir, in the next few weeks, you've got to go first at some point. Okay. <laughs> I,
1: oh, I always think save the best to last. That, that's what I'm thinking.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. So I should be going last on this one then. <laughs> oh, God. You go first, Joe. Um, for me, it's the B is Barrichello. Ruin oh, yes. Barrichello. He. I don't know his skills for me. Uh, I really like his driving ability. It was just really flowing, and he never looked overshadowed by Schumacher.
1: Well, he, he played second fiddle.
0: He had to he play. play.
1: He, was, he was number two to Schumacher.
0: He for never, many years. he never looked no. um, out of place. Is what I meant. Yeah, he, that.
3: Was the he, was, he, he was the Valtteri Bottas. He was the wingman. Yeah, he was the wingman. He the oh. wingman.
0: But you never thought, <laughs> you never thought he's not very good. Which you, I dare say, you think about uh, Verstappen's teammates. So yeah. it's a very hard yeah. role to and, be a uh, to be uh, And there were the a number
1: of occasions when he did outclass Schumacher, because the famous example being, I think it was the 2004 uh, Austrian Grand Prix, where Baron was winning. And on the last corner, the team orders said, you got to swap positions. So, you know, he had to move aside, let Schumacher win. That went down very badly indeed. I think after that race, I think team orders in terms of you got to swap positions were kind of made illegal. Right, uh, so B for Ed B for you means what?
3: My B is Braun GP. Oh,
1: oh, I like that. That's a good I one. I like
3: that. Yeah, Tell was a bit about Braun. GP. So I think the story of Braun GP is it's a great story. It's brilliant. Bought, I think they bought Honda. For, uh,
1: they did. Yeah. For One pound. One pound wasn't it? Okay. it was yeah,
3: stunning, one pound. Yeah. And then went on with Jensen Button. I can't remember who well, his partner was. It was, was Barry Oh, it, yes. was so it was Barrichello It was double
1: B's Triple B's Braun Barrichello, Braun, Barrichello And Button And, button. Yeah. and what, what happened So they, they had yeah. almost No sponsorship
3: Yeah no sponsorship And, and, and
1: actually the year before uh, The Honda had been Very uncompetitive Yeah But what happened This so is 2009 2009 So
3: Button Jenson Button And we Barrichello, Both at Braun uh, The team bought Out Honda For a pound And then they Go on to win The drivers championship With Jensen yeah. Button Yeah um, did they win the constructors? I
1: think they, I think they probably did. Well, I have to check that. They yeah, probably, although I don't get second part of the season. Red Bull came on very strong. Yeah, they did. And I think the reason why they won the championship is because I think it was Ross Braun came up with the idea of what they call the blown diffuser, and yeah. I think other teams copied that. I think Red Bull yeah. copied that, and, and
3: everyone sort
1: of caught up. They, they, they did eventually catch yeah. up. In fact, Button dominated the first half of the season. It struggled a yeah, bit yeah. in the yeah. second half, but he did eventually manage to secure yeah. the championship.
3: Anyway, so what's your
1: B? Well, I'm sport for choice, really. I've decided to go for Bathurst, which probably most people haven't heard. Bathurst is um, one of the best, best racetracks in the world. Uh, it's, it, it's in Australia. Uh, it hosts Australia's biggest motorsport uh, event. I'd say it's bigger than the Grand Prix, actually. It's the wow. Bathurst 1000. Really? It's for Aussie V8s. And I went there in 2003. I was in Australia in October, and I said, hold on. we're not." I was in Sydney. I said, look, we're not far from Bathurst. Let's go to Bathurst. I had a weekend at Bathurst. It was an incredible weekend. Um, one of the classic races. So yeah, B for me is Bathurst. Right. Um, moving on. I think we're approaching the end. What's our yeah, last section of the time show?
3: Time for some questions and answers. Right. Now,
1: last week there was only one question. That was that. That was my question. And I said, what What change happened to was made to Misano in 2006? I think it was, which I think. Um, which I don't think has happened to any other racetrack. The answer is this. They changed the direction of the circuit. So now, turn one, uh, well, used to be the last turn. Interesting. And the last turn of Misano used to be turn one. So they actually changed the direction of the circuit. I think the reason why they did that, I think it was because it's a very fast corner called Cavone, and I got a feeling there wasn't enough runoff, enough area to build a big enough runoff I think that's why they changed the direction of the track to make sure there was enough runoff at that very fast corner. Now um, this week, uh, Joe, I understand you got a question. Is that right? Yes. Okay. You got two questions. I've actually got two. Okay. Yes. So we were just talking about:
0: had Braun GP mm. won the constructors or not? Yeah. Slightly easy question here okay. to start off with. Right. Well, I mean, easy. I say easy. It's easy when you have Google in your right hand, but yes. I wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, did Braun GP win the Constructors in their very short lifetime or not? We agree okay, that they a key, definitely okay. won the Drivers' Championship yeah. with Button. Even I don't know if they won the Constructors. But yeah. did they win the Constructors, okay. yes or no? The final question. Your, your second question. My second question. Sorry, not the final. That's right. Um, we talked about Le Mans oh, we last did. week. That's because it was, it was Le Mans last yes. weekend last yeah. Week, yeah. or the weekend before, yes. I yep. have to be honest, yep. the question I was meaning to ask yep. but forgot, Oh yes. how many times has Mr Bird gone to Le Mans? That's a very good question. Now,
1: I know the answer to that. I, I assume will, so. <laughs> I will reveal all next week. We end up with my question. This is a really good question, I think, this one. All modesty aside, I think it's a good question. Um, what Formula One record is held by John Watson? What Formula One record is held by John Watson? OK, we've got a couple of shout-outs before we go. I've got to mention my brother, who, when I when I told him about the question last week about uh, the driver who made his debut in the 87 uh, Australian Grand Prix, he knew it was Stefano Modena. I mean, I knew it once I was given the initials, but well done to my brother. That's impressive. And also, Joanne, a shout-out for
0: Mr Page. Mr Page, that is correct. A bit of a delayed one. Sorry, another thing I forgot to add on to last episode. Uh, but I asked the questions... Uh, he got them 100 percent right, so well done to his. And how, how did he tell with us a bit okay. of detail, a bit more detail than I was expecting? How so did we bonus know? Points
1: for that. How did we know about his answers, Joe? Can you tell us? How? Uh,
0: so we have our email. Uh, so email that any answers or anything, any queries about the show you want us to speak, or if you just want to say hello to any of us, that is fine as well. That is pit stop at stjohnscollege.co.uk
1: and that's what Mr Page did that's what yeah. Mr Page did that's what you all should do well done and, Mr Page
0: yes and you could get a mention if you get the answers well actually if you send us in the answers you'll more than likely get a mention sounds good
1: well I think that pretty much wraps up today's show so um, hopefully we'll, we'll meet again uh, next Friday uh, otherwise it's, it's good it's good evening from me
3: uh, good evening from Edge.
0: good evening from Joe or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pit Stop with Mr. Bird.